Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. What's in there? Only what you take with you. Good evening. Since we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with the drink, shall we? I've been here five years. They only owe me the right way up yesterday. So, yeah, we do. People in California, big time listeners. Well, I that's guess. good. Hi, California. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I was I was trying to lead us into you know talking about a band that might be in a Star Wars universe. Here. You know, Manaheim Steamroller. Uh, now, <laughs> is that kind of jazz? What would what what genre of music is Manaheim Steamroller? I can't to, say. To be completely honest, I can't think of any songs when I hear Don't they just do saying? Christmas music at times? It's You know what? Okay, like so it's, it is. it's always annoying because you kind of go through those festival of lights kind of things. Like around yeah. here we have one uh, down Duluth. in Duluth where it's... Duluth, you, Georgia. Nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So in the harbor they have, you know, Bentleyville, which is this huge light display. And when you go through there, that is the number one song you always hear. I mean, it's just Manaheim steamroller stuff, like lights... Timed out to Manaheim Steamroller. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't really pay attention to it usually. But why has that become so popular? Because I don't know of anybody. Like I don't probably know. Probably because I don't know of going cheap. going to Grandma's house probably, and she you know. she puts on Manaheim Steamroller as she's making the turkey. I, I feel the like ham. it's because it's cheap. Whichever thing they could get for <laughs> you cheap. You know where there online. is good music though. Where? Star Wars. Yeah, That's hey, true. by the way, we are here doing a deeper delve on Tales from the Mos Eisley Cantina, uh, and we are going to be doing the first two, which is about Figrin Dan and the modal nodes. I'm so glad you're pronouncing these things, and then we, I, I wasn't and then Greedo. Try. We're going to be talking about Greedo, so two two books, uh, so go out, go out, read it, and then come back, because we're going to start talking about it, but I am here, I'm, uh, I'm Bob, you know me from the uh, regular podcast, I'm here with Paul. Hey everybody! Normally I'm not on for Star Wars, but a little deeper delves. I always enjoy doing those. He, yeah, he's uh, right. He's on tap. Uh, as soon as we call, call. Hey Paul, we need you to uh, go a little deeper with us. Well, I'm always willing to help you <laughs> go a little deeper. All right, and Neil. Wow, that took a turn already. <laughs> You're welcome, hey, Neil. I'm just glad that there's two fourth chairs at this episode. That's true. I, We're yeah. finally moving up yeah. in this world. <laughs> yeah. All it took was a whole new show that we needed on this to and move By us the up. way, since this Tales book, I mean, we've got Tales of Mos Eisley Cantina. We've got Tales followed up then by Tales of the Bounty Hunters, then Tales of Jabba's Palace. I mean, if we keep deep, deeper delving these, you guys could pretty much be first chairs. <laughs> Deeper Delves first go. chair. The there plan could go. finally happen. It's there. <laughs> it's the takeover. If only. Uh, all right. So we are going to start off here with um, We Don't Do Weddings, The Band's Tale by Kathy Tears, um, who uh, at this time, uh, she was one of the, I think, original Bantam authors. You had Timothy Zahn, who kind of started things off, which we read last year. Yep. So go back yep. in the archives and look that one up, our thoughts on that. But she had come out with a book called Truce at Bakura which was literally 
followed immediately after Return of the Jedi and kind of dealt with a planet, an Imperial planet that was being overrun by these this group of aliens called the Sisiruk. I, How are you pronouncing all of these things? I don't know. This is up with it. So hey, he has his pronunciation. By the way, already. those of you who are listening who think it's pronounced another way, I am going with my 14-year-old kid pronunciation. Hey, no. But Kevin J. Anderson, this guy was prolific at this time. He was in the middle in Marvel of rolling out some comics there, spell jammers he was rolling out. Um, he's He wrote for Dune. He, uh, you know, he really? picked up the mantle after... Yeah. Um, uh, what's it? Frank Herbert died. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so he he. I, a lot of Dune fans really hate what he did. I okay. have no idea what that's but about. Then again, let's be honest. The last few Dune books that we read, uh, we weren't nuts on. We were not nuts. So on. I don't yeah, know that you know. Yeah. Maybe he might have done a little better. We did. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's heresy, I believe, in some hey, community. I loved, and in jail I loved, already. <laughs> I loved Dune. <laughs> And I liked Children of Dune. The other one, the one in between, whose name I'm already Dune forgetting. Messiah. That one felt like somebody was tripping on acid. Oh, it was. was it was it like I was in jail. jail. I. <laughs> it might have made the book more entertaining. I, I would rather watch <laughs> Paint Peel than ever read Dune Messiah again. Um, but <laughs> harsh words harsh, from Bob har- on harsh a deeper word, delve or something words. not even pertaining to what was just. Said. That's right. I know. But uh, Kevin J. Anderson at this time is getting involved in dark. Uh, with Dark Horse uh, and doing a lot of stuff with the comics there. A lot of things that are referenced in here are going to show up in the comics. The books on our main podcast, we're going to be doing, you know, the Jedi Academy trilogy, which, uh, you know, was all him. He, for a while, seems to be the Dave Filoni. You know how Dave Filoni is kind of seems to be a little bit of a nexus of glue. He was doing, he did Rebels cartoon. He's doing Clone Wars cartoon. He is... Working on Mandalorian, like he seems to be a guy. They just need to hand a movie director role over to him. With how he's doing with the Mandalorian so far, why don't? Well, he's not the one who's doing it. He's just part. He's part of it. But I mean, you look at that though. You've got people who've been with things for a long period of time, but then when you give them director roles, like the person who got Dark Phoenix recently, <laughs> things can go really bad. Uh, okay. I agree. Uh, Dave Filoni, I've listened to him on uh, one of my favorite Star Wars podcasts, Rebel Force Radio, and he is uh, he is a true fan of Star mm, Wars. Really? Yeah, and in fact, if there's things you don't like about the Clone Wars, you know, because a lot of those episodes were up and down, it was great because as they were coming out, you could listen to what he was saying uh, mm. about them. And you could read between a lot of the words where it, there was directions I think he wanted to go, but George Lucas was overseeing a lot of things. Mm. And, you know, oh, so there was a lot of weird toys. push and pull there. But Kevin Jay, I guess I'll, I'll say he's a Dave Filoni of the time. I don't know a lot about what he, his actual role at Lucasfilm or anything was, but he seemed to have his fingers in everything. So let's get into We Don't Do Weddings, The Band's Tale. The cantina scene, did you want to know the backstories of every alien? No. Uh, (laughs) I'll say no because at the time when first watched, like you said, was younger. Probably under 10. So I'm going to follow the guy who's the main character. I'm following this guy named Luke. He didn't seem whiny at the time because I was a kid. Now looking <laughs> back you, on it, you agree now looking back, it's like, say, okay, I yeah, can, can we, so let's, let's stop out on the whole whiny thing because I agree. Um, I, I never as a kid no. took Luke as being whiny. I like I was no. identifying with that because yeah. that's like how yeah. I would be. Yeah. I want to go to, to Chuck E. Cheese's and get some veggie burgers. <laughs> veggie, veggie burgers? <laughs> I, what are you? What are you? But no, going back to that, I never saw it as whiny, but that was yeah. who I followed along. Yep. I didn't care about the side characters. Oh, yeah. it's people in a place. I don't care. Right. Yeah. They're there. Yeah, I do have to say, though, that I was a similar 
when I was young, and as soon as I started playing an instrument, and I had to play the mm. song that we repeatedly that was repeatedly played whenever they enter. Yeah, the cantina band theme. So I played the saxophone, and I had to constantly play that because people liked it over and over again. And so I kind of wanted to know more about them, but I also didn't care enough to research. And I played the game Kotor. Uh, Knights of the Old, uh, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, and they had like a little, I guess, puzzle that you had to figure out related to one mm. of the bands or the people before the band in the Moss Eisley mm. Cantina that I, right. I really enjoyed. So it was, yeah. it was, it brought a little bit more into my history. I'm definitely going to say the same thing. Where this was something I didn't know I wanted until after I read it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I didn't yeah. really care about all of the backstories. And I guess as we go through, we'll see if we like them or not. But after, I guess I've already come out to say that I really enjoy Tales from Moss Eisley Cantina. So um, I guess it's, it created uh, something that something I didn't know enjoyed. I didn't even, I didn't yeah. even want. Uh, that's, that's very true. It was, it's <laughs> one of those where it. you saw and go, yeah. oh, I want this now, but I, I didn't beforehand. <laughs> By the way, even though I'm young, Han still shot first. Oh, let, we're going to get to that on the next one. We're going to get to that that's, one. That's next story. You that's know. the next story, yeah. <laughs> true. Okay, so we open up, though, not in the cantina. We open in Jabba's palace after an all-nighter, and we meet uh, Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes members. Uh, they're they're in good standing with the Intergalactic Federation of Musicians. I like that there's an international or intergalactic federation of musicians. I like they're this unionized too. fully yeah, hey, <laughs> throughout the whole a, galaxy. They well, have a union and they are protected by that. Well, th- well, you well, you think about it. They have to go from smuggler's den to smuggler's den, casino to casino. They ha- there there has to be intergalactic protection for these guys. Yeah, they have to have a union. Yeah, they gotta have something. These guys would them. never go play for Jabba the Hutt if there wasn't some sort of oversight. No, well, and also. Well, if they went and, you know, if Jabba the Hutt all of a sudden killed them, nobody else would go there. <laughs> so well, it does, they do make a comment about that, that they keep dropping people to the Rancor. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. This is a, an incredibly <laughs> dangerous place to be a player. Hey, I mean, these are dancers. I mean, Jabba's not happy with his Twilight dancers. They're going to meet the Rancor. <laughs> Those ones were slaves. I guess he just bought them. I don't know. We'll even find out about a yeah. droid that hit the Rancor pits, slathered in meat. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> but let's just go through who the members of the band. So if you've seen the band, right, from from Mos Eisley Cantina, their names are Figrin Dan. Uh, we've got Tedden, Ichabel, Tech, and kind of our main through character, Doik. So Doik is I, the guy yeah. who we kind of... You know, he's the straight man. He's a straight man, yeah. and who's basically telling this story? They are Bith. So, in case you're wondering what the the species is, they are a species of Bith. Now, as far as what they look like, when you think of the Bith, what do you think of? A butt. Yes. Like th- that is all you can think of. Is and they have the crease right down. Yep. The it middle. is literally a butt, and then on the bottom, I'm not going to say it, but Doik points it out that they have. Fleshy folds yep. <laughs> that accept a jizz flute really well. Uh, that's first this, joke so far. Yeah, whoever <laughs> Sorry. that we recorded. And this uh, is, by the way, <laughs> Kathy Tears, the author Kathy Tears. Yeah, hey, I mean, she's honest, I guess. That's what she saw when she saw the movie and I, just kind of went with it. Mm-hmm. I, Kathy, I think, is throwing in a, a lot of pretty blue jokes. Yeah. Barely under the surface in this one. No, they're not even. They're not under the surface no. at all. They're 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 up there. They're <laughs> kind of looking around, waiting to see who can pick them up. I agree. Now, when you were a kid, 
do you think you would have picked them up if you were like reading this when you were? 10, well, I 11, was reading this maybe? when I was fourteen. Okay, yeah. You so I do that remember up. immediately the fact that the style of music that Figrin Dan in the Modal Nodes plays is a style called jizz, <laughs> with, which is Why? Why obviously a play on jazz. Yeah. Right, because that is the style of you know the 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 themes that Ooh, we hear them doing. Yeah, uh, Kathy had to have known. I mean, do you, I feel like she knows. I feel like she could have picked a different letter. She just <laughs> instead went with of fun. I. She she did. They could she be knew. they could be a jazz band. Yeah, a jazz band. A joys. Why couldn't they Jews just said jazz? Jaws. <laughs> Jaws, Jews? A, a Jews man? No, no, nope, no. Can't do that. I don't, nope. I don't think you can do that. Nope, can't be that. Why couldn't they just say jazz? What's wrong with saying jazz? Because I this feels Star Trekky to me, where you just kind of change everything just a little bit, you know, like so that it's it's familiar to your readers. You mm-hmm. everybody immediately knows what these guys are playing. It's jazz, but it's out in the galaxy, so it's jizz. jizz. But why so can't music be a universal? I, a yeah, universal I, name. It's jazz. Done. I actually, I should have checked Urban Dictionary. When did that become a, a kind of a more universal slang term? Yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, want to look that up right now. I don't but. think we should dwell <laughs> on it. Uh, but anyway, going back to our Bithian. Doik. Doik. Yeah. Uh, one of the things for the Bith, they hear things very well. So yes. that's why they're pretty a pretty good band, and that's, yeah. it helps yeah. them with their species. Do we see in any other Star Wars, even modern day Star Wars, anything where the Bith are anything but musicians? Or no. are they pretty I much feel I feel it became a trope where yeah if you see a Bith it's a musician I don't know that they've Could showed be. up and I, I would say the modern era of Star Wars is not utilizing a lot of these classic aliens anymore. That's true. You get a lot of just humans with masks. So you know I don't I haven't seen a Bith it's fighter. Cheaper. It's cheaper to do it that way. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> CGI is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Doik plays an instrument called the fizz, also mm-hmm. called the Dorinian Beshquinel. Be- Beshnequel? Close I, enough. Yes, Dorinian right. Beshnequel. Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we're sitting around. They're getting worried because they're at Java's and the portcullis has closed, right? Isn't it something like the portcullis is closed? Yeah. They're worried if they can get, or is going to. They're worried yeah. whether they can get or, out or not. Uh, like, Figure and Dan is swabbing out his clue horn. <laughs> They, they talk there's a, a joke there, but apparently you have to speak a different language to know it. Ka- know. Kathy even tells us there's it. a joke there, and we, we're not supposed to get it, but he's figuring Dan. Yeah. I he's don't swabbing think, out his clue horn. I, I, don't, I don't think you have <laughs> even need to speak a different language to get that. Uh, but I, there's, you know, we, we open with a little bit of tension. Uh, yeah. This E-522 assassin droid rolls up, yep. and it kind of worries them because uh, they had a little tangle with Jabba's old E-522 droid a while ago. It got fed to the Rancor. This is the one where they, like, yep. wrapped them up in bacon and <laughs> threw them to the Rancor. And then got spit back out because it didn't taste very good. Hey, apparently metal, once, once you lick off all of that meat meat okay nope nope right nope. i'm gonna stop because yep, what you. was it thank am you. i getting this wrong the e522 belonged to we find jabba has kind of a rival i would say small time rival her name is uh mistress valeria she's a whippet yes um and if if you don't know what a whippet is probably look it up uh it's one of these crazy Spoon-faced, I'll call it a spoon-faced creature that actually shows up in Jabba's palace yep. uh, from Return of the Jedi. She's the one. She owns the Lucky Despot Hotel in Mos Eisley, and she sent the droid or something. Yeah, I think, wasn't the assassin droid originally Jabba's? He failed. 
So yeah. screw them, and then I feel like she's just trying to do everything she can to screw over Jabba. And like, but Jabba, but point, she works yeah. for Jabba. Doesn't she? Doesn't work for Jabba. But Jabba, um, like, she doesn't have a license to gamble. Yeah, correct. So yes. Jabba like allows her to have one, or or kind of tips her he, off. He tips, tips her, her off. Yeah, he tips her off when the raids are coming because she yeah. pays him. That's the yep. key thing. Is it's all about money with right. Jabba. He's, right. He's a, he's a slumlord, crime lord. He wants all of the money he can get and sit there with his fat tail and disgustingness. <laughs> yes. Good answer. Yeah. yeah. So she's sending this repurposed assassin droid. Yeah. I just like that part. The assassin droid repurposed. I'm not here to kill you. That's been deprogrammed. I just have a message. Yeah. Want to hire you to work a wedding. Yeah. Okay. And their first response is no. No. <laughs> yeah, no. We don't and do they, weddings. And they have a nice long paragraph of, it takes too long, you only get half the pay, mm. you get idiots they, requesting certain songs. Yes. Does that happen when certain people try to play weddings? Yes. Yes. Um, I was going to say, Bob, you, you have DJed some yeah, weddings by, Yeah, by, uh, Luke and I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, were, we were for a while toyed around with doing a DJ service that we were going to call Imperial Sound. The galaxy nice. is listening. Some, I don't know what it was. Uh, no, what was it? Imperial Sound. I don't know. I don't remember. We had this some sort you, of tagline. You're in yeah. Luke's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, so we're going to do this uh, DJ service called Imperial Sound, but that kind of, yeah, we did one wedding. That was probably the end. Uh, it is really hard to please people at a wedding. It's yeah. it's hard. I, yeah, no, That's I would not do weddings either. Them to get drunk and then they love whatever you play. Or so you understand violent. where the band is coming from. Completely God. understand where the band is coming from. But anyway, they have this exclusive contract with Jabba, but we find out the Whippet Valeria wants them to. She wants to hire him because she's going to have a wedding. Oh yeah, she's bringing in a which guy. surprises them because. They found another one? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what everybody says, right? Like, oh, oh they're so they're, disgusting. They're, they're, Again, look up a whippet new. if you don't know what we're talking about. I have to look it up because I'm blanking on what a and whippet then is. It's a 3,000 credit. Right. Gate, there you go. Which is pretty good. Credits. Which apparently is pretty good. I I guess that's a nice little way to have us know. Okay, 3,000 is kind of a lot. Let's then? talk about um, kind of the price points of things because yeah. we're going to get this in the next story too mm. where, where Greedo is going to want to get his own ship to get off a planet. And we're going to find out like yeah. 14,000 will yep. get him a ship. So I guess if we're looking at 14,000 for a ship yeah, or 3,000 credits is, you know, that's decent. It's, but it's a good money for two days. It feels like it's pretty much analogous to, to the United States. This is what, you know, $3,000 for a wedding, you know, it's a fifth of a car. Okay, right. sure. With right. that, though, he talked, uh, doink. <laughs> doink. Sorry. Doink. I can't get doink. over the names. He, there, there are so many He names even I makes just... the comment, though, that with just 3000 from his share alone of 3000 with yeah. all these four or five members, he could start his own band. And yeah. live in the finest places, though. Yeah, on only three thousand. But that doesn't true. make sense because they so sell that old crappy uh, land speeder of Luke's for like. Don't they get like eleven or something like that? Yeah. For, oh. what, what, did they? I don't, I don't remember. remember. I don't remember. Is it different? Planets have a different spot. Is three thousand a lot on Tatooine? Maybe it's a lot for a like musician somewhere else. I That's true. don't musicians, know. You know, they're notoriously paid crap. So yeah, yeah. it could be no. that three thousand is really good for for him. a working musician. You or, can get yourself a nice little cubicle yeah. somewhere on a dusty planet and live like a king with your jizz band. <laughs> anyway, I, I, just, I, will, <laughs> I will have to say I feel like credits are just kind of whatever they need them to be. Yes. In a lot of these stories, like with the next story where it's like 14,000 credits for a, for a cruiser, it's mm. like, 
Okay, that's that's great, but it could also right. be, you know. Well, are they going off of now? This is going to be awful that I don't know this off the top of my head. <gasps> but when they, because what will Han Solo deliver them to Alderaan for? Um, because Luke says we can almost buy 20? our own ship for this. Is it twenty? Ten thousand now? Ten thousand upon six? Yeah, twenty. Right? Yeah, twenty thousand. You we could almost don't buy our own me. ship for that. Yeah. yeah well, we're gonna. Star Wars fans, don't, don't worry. Pe- people will forward. correct us. That's we should fine. have probably paused. Please and thank you. Doesn't matter. Um, but it's fine. I mean, yeah, I like yeah. it. So we jump in time. We we do have we go to the Lady Vals and the band sets up and they're going to play for a while and I, just the casino. I do want to say I like this casino. It's I like awesome. the build up mm. where it's just like basically a ship. It's, it's a yeah it's with a crashed ship right with like this kind yeah of, with this like holographic cosmos that like gets projected everywhere. So there's like stars and like comets yeah. are zooming through it. It sounds like an awesome place. But beforehand, as they're sitting there looking at it. I like the callback of, what a piece of junk, because it looks terrible <laughs> from the outside. Hey, if yeah. you're going to hide a great casino, if I, it's an illegal casino. I, I junk, kind of like the Millennium Falcon. Yes, exactly. yes. Yeah, you don't want it to, it's not going to be all nice and pristine. Uh, yeah, she's hiding the fact that there's this uh, casino inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where we get the story about the gambling license. Yes. Um, but Doik ends up talking to a Kubaz named Thwim. Thwim. <laughs> yeah. He tried to Thwim. <laughs> Um, there's, again, there's things there I could say, but I'm not going to talk about yeah. Thwim. Um, but anyway, <laughs> let's just move on. Finds out one. Val's husband to be is a hunter, and his name is Doop. Doop. That's that's what I'm going. She's she's taken like jazz term, like doop, right? Yeah. Like I mean, she's yeah, going doop, and it's just doop. Yep, doop. Honestly, I kind of like that. I kind of like it too. I think it's 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 a, fun. This is a very lighthearted and fun story, well, yeah. and I kind of like it. It's if fun. You want a serious novel? Don't read this. Right. Yeah. It's that, fun though. Everything is all fun and games until Jabba finds out that you left. That's, That's true. Well, this true. has this. Yeah, it's this fun rompy kind of. Uh, we find out Figrin yeah. Danan is like a. Gambler. Gambler, he just can't stay away from the tables Except, okay. or win ever. Here's the question: <laughs> yes. Was he is him is he playing them or is he he's playing serious? He tries the, to fail the first night, yeah. yes. but then by the second or third yes. night is when he actually and that's why I think to, they're going to some up. That's yeah. why it's going to get a little hairy for them because basically they have to leave the place before he's been able to come back and start winning money mm-hmm. again, right? Yeah. Um, but. So then we get this Arcona named Kodu, um, who's going to come to the table and says that uh, he has info to sell, that Jabba is ticked mm. because he heard that they're playing the wedding. And he fed two more guards to the Rancor. Yeah. Uh, if I was the modal knowns, I'd be, because now Jabba's mad just at you. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Time for me to leave. That this yep. is what you want. As it turns out, right, we're going to find out that Jabba really isn't going after the modal nodes. He's really just going after Valeria. Yes. Right. Yeah. It feels. Mm-hmm. But for them, uh, this is going to set up high stakes for them. They're like, oh no, like he's coming after us. Well, yeah, because they start seeing Jabba's goons. Like, like, yeah, they're they slowly them like slowly showing up, and you know it's <laughs> it's that like they're just trying to show up to the wedding and pay their respects, and by pay their respects, they're gonna possibly kill everybody. Exactly. So we jump to the wedding day, and the wedding party enters the Star Chamber Cafe, and the modal nodes start playing, and this is yeah, the Jabba's Tufts are there, mm-hmm. right? And we get a big. This is a typical wedding. A fight over what music should be played, right? Because somebody comes up and requests the song Tears of Aquana, right? <laughs> and it turns out some local gang has taken this to be like their anthem. Yeah, and so you right. got like all these drunken gang members up just like 
chanting and and yelling, right? Um, and then they're asked by some sort of okay, darkly tanned woman. It's weirdly, th- I thought, thrown out that she's this darkly tanned woman. Is it somebody that's supposed to stand out to us as a character we know? I it didn't to me. I didn't. No. Okay. Didn't to me anything like that. Okay. Uh, a darkly tanned woman comes up and says, play Worm Case for Fixer and Cammy," which, uh, great reference here. Super, well, not underground anymore. But at the time this came up, this would have came out, this book, this would have been um, the radio dramas that were put out. And I don't know mm-hmm. if any, if, have you guys listened to the Star Wars radio dramas? No. Mm-hmm. A must, if you have never listened to them. It's basically Star Wars, the first movie. Well, they did it for all three. The first one is the only one that's good, A New Hope. Okay. But they took it, and, and it's basically a lot of stuff that's happening just off scene. Right, oh. like you're going through the whole movie, but it, it's it's Leia uh, talking with an with an with uh, an Imperial uh, with her father and everything, and there's stuff happening on the Tantive. I know it's Tantive. I can't say Tantive. The Tantive for right, right before they get there, um, and there's tons of stuff with Cami and Fixer. It's like Luke hanging out at Tashi Station, and he's got he's power got his converters. friends. Yeah, Cami and power, Fixer. Power converter. You think he's whiny in the movie? That's <laughs> listen to the radio drama. As soon as you say Tashi Station, the voice of him saying, <laughs> "I want to go get my." Okay, it's not even that whiny. I think no, it's, it's overplayed. It's I think it's overplayed. Yes. It's exactly. For sure, um, but uh, this is a, a great in in joke at this time. I think now it's pretty universal. Everybody maybe knows about Fixer and Cammy. They even have action figures at this point. But and if you, you're not, how many do you, of those do you have? This is one of the action figures I don't have because it really? was like, it was a comic two oh, no. pack, and I think it was special only to one of the comic cons, and it's floating around out there. You can get it for about fifty bucks, I think, still even on eBay. But I've never grabbed it, and I really need to uh, okay. because I love the rate. Like watching the it, like, I could die a happy man if all I had was the original trilogy and. The first radio drama, and I, wow. I could go with no other Star Wars. Okay, ever. maybe Zahn. Okay, maybe I lied. Zahn as well, but yeah, that's I guess how much of a boomer I am. Should I say boomer now? Nah, I think you're, <laughs> out. I think you're Gen X. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but as they're playing, there's a separate bartender who offers them a drink. Which right. is an interesting moment that'll play in later. But yeah, hey, uh, you guys are too good. What are you guys doing here? Well, we need money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here you go. I've got the place down the way. It's rough, but I got you covered. Right. And this is the bartender from, from the cantina. Yeah. 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 The cantina. Uh, yeah. who uh, we'll find out actually works for a Wookiee. Yes. Yeah. Cholman. It's yeah. Cholman's Cantina. We get a name of the cantina. It's Cholman's Cantina. Name? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So right. um, the married couple comes in. Uh, uh, a Duros comes up and offers us the solo bounty to Dwoop. Or whatever, mm-hmm. like we get the, all this stuff, so we know that you know the solo thing's going on, oh, which yeah. is kind of a great. It adds a lot of flavor, I think. That you know, well, it adds this is what's Easter, happening. This is what's yeah. going on. It adds right. Easter eggs for us to latch onto as well, where it's like, oh, I know that, I know something about that. I can, you know, yeah. it's it brings. If only they said how much the bounty was, and we could compare things right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't say. How and on much. The, on the dance floor, there's a fight. There is a fight that happens between yep. the newlyweds. So. Hey, newlyweds! Mm. And isn't after a few, they get it. They get a little crazy, and then they yeah. fight in the middle of the scene and yeah. yeah so now this is fun happen. you almost kind of hear that that music as everything just falls apart um and people are fighting and throwing things and full-on gang fight because japan men are in there as well oh, yeah with hers and they're just encouraging if yes, anything they're, they're adding they're tweaking they're they're just having a little bit of fun you know? yeah 
And I, I love this because as they're running out, they pass the E522 droid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, and he's like blasting things all oh, over the place. Everybody. Assassination is reprogrammed. Is reprogrammed, but he still has them in friend circuit yes. mode or whatever. So mm-hmm. he doesn't target them and lets them pass, which yeah. is great. And yep. then they scream at him to let the barkeeper or whatever his were, name were, were, yeah. run by as well. They're like, no, let him go. But there. He's not going to, right? He's going to shoot him. So this is, I think, the weirdest part of this book is where, like, what what does the one guy yell to him? Says something about, like, hit it. And the guy hits, like, a sliding high register yep. on his fizz. Yeah. Um, doik. doik. Doik does it. Doik like, hits that high like, register. Hit it, Doik. And Doik's like, and, like, as he slides along this note, it hits some sort of frequency that shuts down the droid. Just the restraining bolt. Or, yeah. Yeah. Re- yeah. So he can think. And, but then he's down, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. a weird, that's a weird thing that never knew no. that uh, all you need to do to disable a droid is... Uh, Get the frequency. This is all they need. Yeah. I mean, if you're... Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, uh, droids, like, if you were fighting in... The Clone Wars with all those droids, massive speakers. They, they should ma- they should all just had a bunch of jizz flutes, and they would have been just fine. If everybody was playing on the jizz flutes and just <laughs> blasting as much as they could. So they, now we know that the key oh to God. winning the Clone War was just massive amounts of jizz. <laughs> okay. Okay. Back to, back to the story. Back to the story. I don't know if we can, but there's a nice little moment here where after they've shut the droid down because of jizz, they get into the system. They have set it up. What's you so funny? To, you try to be so subtle about it. Yes, yes, yes. But, it's, but, but it's the, bar, the bartender, he comes up and he makes this comment about ah, stinking droids, hates working for them, yeah. which brings in later in one of these later tales. Yes. But I don't That's think true. you. But did you read that one yet? Not that. Not later on in that tale. But the barkeeper Ed. Even uh, in this one, he talks about it briefly. Ed Massa in, in the no, movie ta- says no so, droids. Mm-hmm. But they make the comment to it. But then later in one of these tales, it explains why we're gonna he get. Like it. We're so gonna we're, get we're gonna get their yes. tale down the Which road. Is, I really enjoyed his tale. Actually, we'll his tale's really good. Yeah. So they escape with him, and they say that they, you know what, I got a job for you. You can come work at my cantina now. <laughs> we don't work for humans. It's fine. Wookie owns it. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's Shalman's, it right? Yeah. And we also find out because of they lost all these earnings, right? Mm. They're stuck on planet. They oh, have nowhere broke. to go. They're yep. broke. Yeah, they're broke. Mm-hmm. The, the, guy, the main guy lost them at the Sabak tables. Right. And yep. they didn't get any from the wedding anymore. Well, I like so that we get an explanation here of that when they walk into the cantina and that music's playing, you really have a pretty high-class band that's playing in a really low-brow establishment. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is what's basically going on. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, so they've signed a two-season contract. They hope they get out of it. And we end this book with Doik playing with the band as Greedo walks in, gun in hand. There it is. I like it. And a lot of these little tales are going to end mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. Where we keep spiraling back to the that moment. Do pretty mm-hmm. much all of them end in Moss kind of. Cantina? Not all of them, okay. but but I do like, I guess, Kevin J. Anderson must be credited maybe for kind of keeping everybody on track with this. It spirals that main story that we've seen, I, I think, mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. I wonder how, if, say, for example, is, is he the one putting the, all the editing together? If he said, okay, yeah. you write yours. This right. is about how you have to end yours. Now it's you. Yeah. Now it's you and gave just those specific yeah. end to start and end point of their yeah, story. Yeah, I don't and then know. Go nuts. In to between. me, it feels I like know. I mean, this was you know, I, like they maybe all these writers had these feel like a bunch of staff writers. You know, you got like Veach who's coming up next. Tom and his wife Martha. They were doing stuff on source books and everything. And then you you know a lot of these people were already staff writers. So it feels like. 
maybe uh, they all sat around a table together and kind of put some ideas, brainstormed story all session. of this story story session or whatever. I don't okay. know. I mean, this wasn't a no. been you know. I don't no. know. Conference called everybody back then. <laughs> Zahn's got a big bag that'd, phone. That'd be that would have been hard. What are you He's doing with that? He's sitting in the car driving. What do you guys want? So what did you think of this? But real quick, uh, is this? Did you like this first tale about? Uh, about Figrin, Dan, and the modal nodes, Paul? It's fun. It's witty. It's it's an enjoyable little story. I mean, honestly, I love these books where it gives you a little bit of backstory and they're short. Now, yeah. if they did an entire book that's like 300 pages on Like the, the one band, we're holding here? No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, just the band. No, oh, yeah. Just the band? Yeah, not no, necessary. Not necessary. No. I would not have liked it. But it's a short, like 10 pages, 10, 15 pages. Oh, it's all, really short. Yeah. All about the band. It's a quick, fun Little read. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, look it up if you haven't ever heard it. I don't know who it was that did it. Um, One of the audio publishers back then did an audio drama of this one. It's Mm -hmm. like two hours long. But if you just type in, we don't do weddings, band, tail, audio, drama, uh, you should find it out there on the interwebs. Mm -hmm. It's not on YouTube, but it's really good. It's got voice actors and sound effects and the whole deal. It's it's really, really well done. However, it does take a 10-page, 10, 15-page thing. And And like two hours. So that, yeah. yeah. Gotta have sound effects. It's fine. Right, exactly. Um, How about, uh, Neil, did you like it as well? See, when we did Star Wars last year, yeah, I made comments about how, God, they keep doing all these callbacks to stuff, and it's like a wink and a nod towards you, so you notice. Yeah. These felt a lot more subtle at times, uh-huh. despite right. the one of, ah, what a piece of junk, that one kind of hit me right over <laughs> yeah, the head, yeah, only right. because it was italicized also. Right. But on this, there's so many things of where it makes you question, okay, well, what caused this or what leads to this? Yeah. So it was a good starter for this, more fun-paced, quick-paced. Yeah. I agree. And the way that it's saying that in Negrito's tale, it's a good start. Oh, let's good get into Greedos. Bob, what about you? Got to say your you opinion. Though, Bob? You, you, Wait, hang on, pause. We can already figure this out guess. for him. He loves it. Loves it. I love he's the band. 14. I love jizz. I love. Listen- oh wait, <laughs> no. Oh wait, 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 sorry. wait, wait, he wait a second. He loves horn. listening to jizz music. <laughs> I, I no. I like I like exposing others to jizz music, but not not myself particularly. But <laughs> but no, this this All was those times uh, you guys got them in. I had to as well. There, I've already said that this is one of my one of my favorite yep. Star Wars yeah. kind of anthology. But all of these tales, I, I just really love. They're a great potpourri, I Ooh. guess. You could say. Yeah, I love it. Love Potent it. So potables. Yes. All right. With that, let's move on to our second story: A Hunter's Fate, the tale of Greedo. Oh, Greedo! You idiot! Watch you <laughs> yourself. So your thoughts on Greedo before even reading this, like, you know, not not anything that we picked up from here, but did you like Greedo as a character back in the day? Because I'll tell you, uh, he was one of my favorite action figures because you had all the, I mean, I'm old enough that for a while, the only action figures that were out before the 90s mm-hmm. mecha started oh. with the horrible He-Man versions. Um, the, Steroid Luke. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. All the action figures, I mean, you had Luke and the Stormtroopers and everybody else, and they were all human. 
they're all human, they're all gray and whites, but you had like Greedo and some of the other ones that were, you know, colorful and they brought that alien flair. Like, I loved so, the little Greedo figure. It made yeah. it feel like a truly Worlds. different universe yes. versus yes. just Earth with covers. And I love the design of Greedo. Absolutely love the design of Greedo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think he's cool. I like his look. I, I do. I like I like his look. And so, I and I he's one of those aliens that I feel that even in the modern era they need to have sitting around in places. Like Star Wars for me feels like Star Wars, and you got some Rodians walking past, yeah. some hammerheads going I think, around. I think in the episode three of the Mandalorian they have some Rodians oh, in there. I think I think. Don't talk about the Mandalorian. We need to do our own. That'll deal. be all separate saying, things. Sorry. All I'm saying is I'm pretty sure I saw one. But so I think so. Yeah, yeah, I have so, lots to say about Mandalorian, oh, yeah. and uh, don't worry, people. Yeah. Lot, all positive. <laughs> I'm loving my thoughts show. going there quick for Greedo. Is yeah. you know you watch the first one and. Yeah, this establishes this other character. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Cool. But then, you know, the from the unspeakable three, in your mind, yep. <laughs> you get Phantom Menace. Yes. Where you have this fake-looking little Greedo one running around Ooh. her in the Potters or stuff. And at the time, they said... You do? Yes. At that. the time, it they was... said it was him. Yes. So then, you're like, wait. So he never left. And then reading this, it was like, wait. Yep. I like this. Be- I like the story oh, this, better. This is much better. Oh, look, here he is. So, so that's what George Lucas came in, and and, and I think that's what uh, you know. Briefly about the EU, what I think yep. was uh, disturbing to a lot of readers of us at the time was that you can see. I think, especially when we start reviewing uh, Jedi Academy, by the time you get to the mid '90s, it felt to me anyway, and to a lot of us, that the comic book company, Dark Horse, and the book publisher, Bantam, they were all like pass- passing everything by, um, by Lucasfilm, and it was all incredibly connected, right? Yeah. Like, it was mm-hmm. all really interwoven, and because everything was passing through Lucasfilm, I guess you're young, you're naive, you're 15, you think Lucas is actually looking at it all, you know, and like approving it, so this must be mm. canon. Yeah, you know, that will exist right. forever. And then when he came in, he, I think when he started doing the new movies, he was like, well, I'm just going to throw Easter eggs of my own. And yeah. the Greedo thing, there's actually a cut scene, I think, where Qui-Gon talks to Greedo. They got in a fight about, oh, don't fight first or throw the first. First, yeah. 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 yeah That's what I was just showing yeah, Paul here. Yeah, he was just showing me some of those things. Yeah. I, I looked at it and went. Super unfortunate. I, I don't remember any of that. And I'm really glad I removed that from my memory. Well, since yeah. it's a this cut scene, better. it's a cut scene, we'll pretend it never happened. Perfect. Now, I, I, let's, let's, let's before we get into the book, let's tackle the one final thing. We know it's been bandied about to death but the who shot first because now we've got Disney Plus that scene has changed mm-hmm. yet it again did. it kind of got removed entirely so you don't see who actually got shot first well and they've added dialogue they've uh, Greedo no. says even more stuff it is i do not understand for the life right. of me why we can't go back to the original because Han can't murder somebody in cold blood. But that's not even a thing anymore. But like, you have the Mandalorian and all the new shows where you have protagonists that are obviously gray. Like, that is not even a thing People anymore. can be chaotic neutral. It's fine. I agree. <laughs> There's chaotic neutral exists. Yes. Yeah. And he played it so well. He yeah. shot in... When I first watched it, he did shoot first until I saw it released. Because right. they did a re-release when they in the late nineties. In the late nineties, when he was experiment yeah. with, experimenting with the yeah. effects that he was using. Then, I, then yeah. he shot second. 
But all of the him and Spielberg went through that weird period where they had kids and they were kind of super super hippies, and they were like, "Well, we did make some things that were a little violent because uh, you had Spielberg removing all of the guns in ET and putting in." uh, walkie-talkies into all the cops' hands. Really? Yeah, and then he was like, oops, should have never done that, and that's no. been erased okay. now. You had who, Carrie Fisher high off coke <laughs> the entire time you're recording, and you're concerned about which character um, shot first? You have a woman, a strong woman, being objectified in a metal bikini, uh, and you're worried about the message that a gunshot is going to stand. Yeah. And look at all the old <laughs> westerns as an example, too. Yes, which is what and Star Wars, Wars is. is. Yeah. It is a space western. Yeah. In, a, in that sense, even yeah. though they claim space opera and, and that I think that's thing, what Luke, Lucas was young. Yes. I mean, he's young, and that's what he's doing. He is he is aping westerns, and so Han shoots first. And right? as he should have. It's part of his yes. character arc. But whatever. So we'll set that aside and maybe return to it as we get to the end here. Yep. But let's get into this. Tom Veach and Martha Veach are the two people who co-wrote this, their husband and wife team, uh, working with Star Wars a lot at this yep. point. Okay. Um, a lot for WEG, uh, West End Games, doing oh. stuff for them. But we open with 15-year-old Greedo and his brother, Pweeduck. We duck part ah. one, the refugee. The refugee, yes. Um, so we find out that they're kind of exploring, uh, and they find a cave with three spaceships in it. So dun, dun, dun. I don't know if I told you this. Uh, I don't. Think I might have told it to Luke. But okay, uh-huh. so Rodians are self-contained. They only occasionally journey away from their place, and they yep. find these ships in hidden away from yep. everyone, so they can't be found. Yeah. This is the plot of Moana. <laughs> <laughs> Now we know. We know where no, Moana seriously, came from. Did, Disney buy- she can't sail. Oh, look, what's in this cave? Oh, look, ships. Oh, hey, we've, we've hidden this. Uh, we've hidden that so you can't go. I want to go. No, you can't go. <laughs> I'm going to be a big leader for my people someday. <laughs> Neil, See? this is what happens when you ha- when you this watch Moana happens. 80 million times. Oh, Greedo! Make way! Make, make way! way. <laughs> Consider the blaster gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, someone okay. who wrote That's Moana... That's going to be done up as a thing. So, <laughs> yes. Clap, well, get on that. So, <laughs> someone who was starting to write Moana, they had to have read par- this part at least of Everything's Hidden and Greedo Wants Out. Yeah, yes, because yeah. he wants to find his father, who's this legendary in their world bounty hunter and clan right. wars and all that. I really wish there was more about the clan wars. I really yeah, actually kind of, this know. is some interest. They set up a lot of backstory mm-hmm. that you just get little hints and bits and pieces of it because you start out and you think, oh, they're like this jungle uh, species. Yeah. It makes sense. They're green. Yeah. They got these sucker hands and whatever. Yeah. But no, they're not. They're, they're refugees. Yeah. They're yes. here and they just spend all their time harvesting tendril nuts and trying to get away from manka they're, cats. They're peaceful. They, they basically yeah. mm-hmm. have become peaceful. The only time you see a blast now is when the cats come out. The manka cats are in mating season and they get aggressive. They have to shoot them. Yeah. You know, that's that's the only time. is They'll see it. And in some ways, they're, they're, they, though, I think, are mirroring a little bit of Luke's angst. Like, Luke is on a backwater world and wants to oh, I leave yep. and become Moana more. wants to get out like right. more than just coconuts. <laughs> more than Manca just harvesting nuts. roots. Yeah. Tendril nuts. Tendril nuts. <laughs> I feel like, though, that's the standard teenager attitude where... I it mean, is. Even we we live is. in a small town where a lot of the students are like, I just want to leave yeah, right. for a while. It's like right. They're like young people. Greedo, yep, want so. to explore more across I, the ocean. I feel like as they're exploring things they could be, bounty hunter should be something that's on the list. Yeah, yep. why not? 
So um, we learn also that uh, there is this whole group of Rodians that had that they're kind of worried about. The one Rodian has this port wine stain all over his face, and his name is Navik the Red, I which like is awesome. That, that is really a great cool. name. That, is, that brings me a, a flashback of like Nordic people, where it's yeah. just like they're going to come and pillage and just do terrible things. You, you know what, though? I feel this first chapter or two is setting up the Rodians. Like, when you first yes. reading about them, it sounds epic. There's mm-hmm. these gladiatorial combats. There's a guy named Navik the Red that's got yep. this red stain all over his face. They wear armor. There's fighting. Like, there was clan this whole wars. clan wars. The whole thing. But then, put in your mind... This is Rodians. Like these are Greedos. Like, and I think that's going to be the through line for this whole book. They're kind of all wussy. You know what I'm saying? And like, so like Greedo, the rest of this book is going to think he's really something. And these clan wars to the Rodians really seem like something huge, yeah. huge issue. But they're kind of insignificant and a joke, I think, to a lot of the rest of the galaxy. As well like, ooh, an army later. of yeah. Rodians, ha ha ha! Oh, you know, I'm Navik the Red, but they would be like destroyed immediately. I don't feel that way. I, I do. I feel like it's it's all perspective here. Where I mean, yes. They feel like they're big, powerful people, but I feel like, I mean, Navik the Red is a powerful person. True. They are renowned them, bounty yes. hunters. Right. I'm they, just, I'm just more like, if the Empire the showed up, they'd mop the floor okay, with Navik the, the Red. if the Empire showed up to you know? the majority of these planets, <laughs> they would mop the them, floor. The, if the Empire gave a crap about majority <laughs> of these things. Yeah. About inter-Rodian tribal warfare. Yes. <laughs> they would just, they would just <laughs> kill everybody, problem solved. That's the Empire's yeah. style as well. Yeah. But, you know, some of this stuff would be cool. I would like to see, uh, maybe in The Mandalorian, they can throw in, you know, some sort of ship. Let's of throw in Red Navik. Ro- he survived somehow throughout yeah, all of the original The Rodian show. I'd like to point. see the segmented kind of yeah. carapace body armor that they mm. wear and these yeah. big rifles. That'd be cool. I mean, Very they cool. see some of it with yeah. The Mandalorian. I oh, guess. for sure. You're seeing some of that. Remember, we'll talk about that later. That, that's it's hard not up. to. It's, it's hard it's not really to. It's really hard so not Navik to. So, Navik has, since the Clan Wars, he's been trying to hunt them down. Yes. And he finds them. Yes. Yeah. And, and where do they go? They go to the ships that are conveniently hidden away. Uh, hey, and they get off a planet. Not Two, all of them. Not all of them, though. One gets shot. One yeah, gets they're getting up. massacred. Yeah. And oh, I, right. it's, it, Isn't it Uncle... Uncle... Uncle something. Something that gets... Oh, wrong uncle. Uncle Tico? Uh, or is no, it Uncle Nuck? Tico is the one that leaves. Was it Tico or Nuck? I think they both live, actually. I, think I don't it was remember. A hunter, a hunter that was telling them uncle to leave. N- oh. And my autocorrect corrected it from Nock. It's Uncle Nock, but it corrected yeah. it to not. Oh. So it's Uncle Uncle Nock who's been keeping these ships in good repair all the time. I think Nock is the one who who gets blown up in one in, no. in that group. No, he, made, no, uh, he makes it's it. Ski, it's Ski. No, oh, it's a random hunter. hunter. Yeah, yeah. He was oh, the okay. one that warned everybody, and then they That's all leave. Right. But Nock and his his group that got into them into that uh, ship were able to leave and not get blown yep. to smithereens. Right. So they flee to chap or chapter three, I guess you'd call it Narshada, which I love this planet because I was a huge fan of Dark Forces, the first person shooter game that mm-hmm. came out in the nineties, and there was stuff with Narshada and. Yep. This idea of Nalhutta, which is the hut homeworld, oh. and then there's this. Basically, it's Coruscant. The moon, you know, Narshada yep. is is basically a an analog to Coruscant. It's a city wide. Yeah. It's the moon is all city, yeah. deep 
deep cavernous did, pits. Did the, either one of yeah. you guys play Kotor? No, nope. yes, the yes. Oh, yeah. Is Narshada in yes. that? Yes. Okay, that is what I yep. was thinking. That's about. why you also yeah. that. Yeah, that's Narshada in the nineties. Narshada was used a ton. Like any nineties Star Wars person knows Narshada okay. up and down. So Narshada. Is or Nars- my Narshada. Mind. I don't Narshada. know. Whatever. I I'm going to go with Narshada with, just yeah. for now. Yeah. That's but what I always went with. As we talked about earlier, this is almost the prime example of a Western town, though. Yes. You've got this group that's staying here, this group that's staying here. You're hiding amongst them. There might be a random shooting over a gambling game. Yes. There might be bounties that are picked up. Yeah. It and just brings back the feel these, of that Western vibe. Because yeah. Narshada has all these sectors. You yep. could also look at it as gang warfare, to, yes. you know, whatever. But yeah, all of these different sectors, basically they're okay with a certain amount of violence. Like they know that bounties are going to be taken on people. Yep. There's occasional gunfights, but especially the sector that their people move into, which is the Karelian sector. Dun, dun, um, dun, dun, uh-huh. dun. Uh, <laughs> that is the sector, that, which is setting stuff yes. up. Um, that is the sector that that likes to maintain peace Correct. and order yeah. as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. A random murder every once in a while is fine. Yeah. When but, you're on a moon that close to the hot home world. Well, and also, <laughs> I feel like they, they're they all just trying to survive. Everybody is. Right. You kind of let certain... Certain things that, it, in general, if you had a government to run it, you would right. expect it to be solved. But really, there is no government here. True. The government are the Imperials. And, the Imperials, and they just show up every once in a while. And they leave it alone. Yeah, they don't point. care. Yeah. As long as you pay them, I feel like the Imperials yep. don't care and you don't cause an issue for the them. The Imperials really are the Roman em- Empire yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. They're, they're, yes. they're in... Invasive only in that there's a, a centurion located here and there. Yeah. But, you know. And if you screw with that one centurion, <laughs> they will burn your entire area to the ground and say good luck. Which we will see happens. Yeah. But, first of all, we got to hang out with Greedo for a little bit. Four bounty hunters. Well, let's fast forward four years, though, first. Yes. They've been stuck on this place for four years. 19. Oh, yeah, He's right. 19. They, they 19 now. They were yeah. going to try to go to that another... Uh, jungle planet, but they can't. They wanted to leave quick, but they couldn't. They and got he, stuck. And yeah. he is now a street rat um, who, with hanging out with this dude named Anki. Yep. Who's some sort thieving, of... Bi- thieving biomorph. What, what is it? I don't even know what the biomorph... Uh, you never know. They change some the Some sort time, of clone maybe. thing? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. Hey, perfect thieves. I like yeah, that he has a rancor thieves. skin jacket, so cool. he's kind of like yeah. the Fonz. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's living in crap, but he's like... <laughs> he's the teen street jacket. tough walking around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but he's but everyone, not that tough. He's no. a Rodian. No. And, and he's just stealing. That's it. Yeah, he's a thief. He stole the He stole the jacket. All of that stuff. But his luck is about to change. I mean, he's sitting around with his, like, ghetto blaster listening to Yerk music, whatever Yerk Make music is. Of his younger it's brother. a different type of jet. What? <laughs> yerk. It's offshoot of jizz. It's fine. Have you yerked your jizz? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Greedo. But Greedo sees two bounty hunters named Diz and Goa. Um, take down this guy in an alley, and he's like fascinated by this. He's like, "Oh man, these are bounty hunters! I gotta go check these guys out." Oh yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's hiding behind some wall. Just I, you know, and I couldn't. Greedo, he's I, just kind of hiding. I couldn't help it, but oh, he's this got is. I kept, I kept flashing back and forth, to almost a New York like for a long time. I'm just seeing him hiding behind a dumpster, one of those green, <laughs> one of those I green dumpsters. With some sort of Ewok thing spray painted into the side, like about killing Ewoks, and <laughs> and he's watching this whole thing. He's just, just off oh to the God. side. Just, you know. Yeah, and then all right, all right I can see. But that. as these bounty hunters are checking their bounty, they get ambushed by another bounty hunter. This row of the bounty hunters. Hey, bounty hunters. So. Bounty hunters are bounty hunting's a dangerous gig. Right? You know, the it's hunters too, can become the hunted. 
If you make one more Mandalorian reference, I'm gonna <laughs> hit you in the head with a bottle. It is the way. It is. God! <laughs> no! No more! Okay, actually, I didn't mean to do that, but, I, but after you said that, yeah, I totally yeah. did just make that reference. But, you know, they've got, there's bounties in, everyone wants it, and the droid gets the drop on him. Right. Gorm. His name Gorm. is Gorm. Gorm. And, uh, I don't know. To me, he's described as being black uh, and uh, f- yeah. armored and whatnot. I just kind of see um, from Battlestar Galactica. Cylons? Yeah, I see a Cylon from Battlestar Galactica. I saw it from Kotor. Most of my like early Star Wars reference is to Knights of the Old Republic. Right. That those two video games. Those that came games out are from fantastic. Bioware. Gosh, not the mo- mm. not the MMO, but the the no, original one. The old self-contained. Yeah, my droid uh, had the an, assassin droid. My droid had the IG eighty eight look to him when I pictured this. Scene. Okay, right. So yeah. that that, was, that's pretty cool. Um, but we we see that Greedo decides to take the initiative. There's a fight. I didn't at first. I thought like one of them got shot. So did like I. Diz mm-hmm. or Goa, uh, I, I thought was killed. But I, one of the a blaster gets thrown for some reason. I, I think the assassin droid just shot the blaster out of their hands. That, sure, that is yeah. what I took. Was the yeah. droid just went well? I don't want to kill them because they're not technically my bounty. I'm just going to shoot the blaster. Okay. and then it ended up so by Greedo and. Greedo actually takes initiative, like you said, and he gets a shot. Yeah, like right through the back, like yep. blows him out, which we'll find Dirty. out is not going to take down this droid. This droid nope. can come back from it. Hey, you got you to fry all seven, bud. Yeah, but whatever. He does yeah. drop for this, and so this is where he befriends this Diz and Goa, in a way, and, and he thinks he can become a bounty hunter like them. He gets befriended, but also ripped off, let's yeah. be honest. Well, yeah, Greedo's... His deal, what we kind of skipped over here is, yeah. I'll help you, make you a lot of money, there's rebels here, back at this spot. Yeah. This right, he betrays the rebels. He betrays, he betrays the, rebels the rebels. He doesn't really care. About he doesn't the rebels. care. About I mean, no, he's, he's, yeah. he wants money. He wants money. Yeah, yep. and they agree. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. T- tip him off to the Imperials. Yep. It's good. So five, the smuggler and the Wookie. I really God, like this. Who song. could that be? Uh, this uh, chapter's awesome. We open to Lando. It's the guy, it's the guy that owns the bar. And that's that's the Wookie. Lando and a Wookie uh, Cholman. Lando and Chalman. <laughs> the Adventures of Lando They're, and Chalman. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> There's pro- they should they be probably exist that. somewhere. We have Greedo mm-hmm. and Anki sitting on this ledge just throwing bottles into the abyss. And I love this yeah. about how like they got to watch it. Because to me, it's, it's, it's set up where it's kind of looking like, um, God, what is that movie when Jurassic Park came out? Um, Jurassic Park? <laughs> to me, it looks like the fifth element. Oh, Right? Where they're yeah. sitting there and there's just, you know, the lines of cars going by. And, you know, he's just throwing bottles and he kind of, you know, every once in a while just hits somebody. Just throwing snowballs at cars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just awful. He, one of the bottles does hit Oh, yeah. And some a random person with, well, there's some dude with a helmet on or something like yeah. that. And that was their cue to be like, well, time to leave. Time to leave. Um, yeah, which they do. So they, they, they killed somebody. They head on over to Nix's garage because uh, Greedo wants to show off to his friend Anki. Hey. Because he's got on his Rancor jack and he's like, hey, tough. so uh, I'm hanging out with these two bounty hunters, you know, um, some kind of big stuff. No, I, I tipped them off. They're going to give me some money and I'm going to buy myself a ship and I'm going to blast out of here. He mm-hmm. thinks he's a made man. He yeah, thinks yeah. He's, yes. it's he's like everything. he's it, it's like he's entering the mob and is becoming a made man and is like I'm I'm gonna be a made man now I can buy the ship <laughs> I can get anything you want what do you need and you I, know. all he needs uh, you know he just needs to get this money and then he needs also some power couplings and Anki's kind of like I can get you the power couplings he's like no. I don't need your power couplings because he he says he doesn't want to have Anki to have anything to yeah. do with this. Correct. Yep. Yes. Uh, 
So we see he doesn't have. I mean, he's got a friend, but I don't know what how good of a friend Greedo is. You know, in all yeah. of this, Greedo's he's kind, kind of there. Yeah, he kind yeah. of is. He, well, he's all out for himself. Well, yeah. In his mind, though, he is the son of this great legend. So. Of right. course I am. I That's am better true. than everyone. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got the... And, and he believes shoulder. that he's going to be this great bounty hunter. Now yeah. that he's talked to bounty hunters once. Yeah, and they said that they're going to teach him, right? Teach, I'll teach you all my secrets, uh, kid, for the low, yeah. low price of half majority of your uh, finder's fee. <laughs> mm. So it's an in-com Corsair that he's going to get, that he's going to call the Manka Hunter, which I... Good callback I, already. I, it's good callback, and I actually like the name. That's a good name. I, it like, is. For a, for a bounty hunter ship, I feel like that's a good name that you would hear and go like, oh, all right, well, that crap, that sucks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but he needs these power couplings, so he's going to go steal one that's being fitted to this junky YT-1300 that's sitting in the... Huh. Why does that <laughs> sound so familiar? There's this guy and this hairy Wookiee that are outside no, of it. No, he doesn't see the Wookiee yet, though. No, no, no he, only he sees hasn't. the guy. That's all it is. He just sees the guy, and they, they happen to go into the ship, and, well, you look at that. There's... There's some real good power Really good power right couplings. Get these easy. Let's take my jacket off. Let's put them on it and take them. No one will notice I'm carrying and a big thing rah. under my jacket, not on my body. And Chewbacca. <laughs> good thing he didn't get his arms ripped out of his sockets. I mean, at least then that probably would have solved his problems later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Han tries to teach him a really tough lesson. Okay, yeah. Han was just being a douche, and I like it. But I like it. But it fits the character. It fits with us. Han like shoots it. first, and Han is like, hey, you know what? I'm taking the power couplings. There's these crappy ones. And by the way, I'm taking your Rancor jacket yeah. as well. I like your jacket. It's mine now. I like this. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I'm trying to teach the lesson of, hey, you got caught. This is Han's character. You got caught, yeah. kid. But it doesn't have yeah. to end like this. Some yeah. days you win, some days you lose. Han can't go from... If you know that Like, reference. Han has to go from no. being a kind of borderline character in these oh. first... To, to oh, being I, the hero of the New I Republic. Agree. This, is, this yes. is his story. This is the story you want. You want yes. that chaotic neutral. You want that character that's shady, that could go either way. Right. He could sell you out to the Empire, or he could help you. What did he know before to, Leia? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this scene should have been cut because I just don't Shut want up. my Han to be. <laughs> Shut up. You're the worst. <laughs> I'm so joking. So anyway, uh, I know. But this makes Han a lifelong en- enemy. So now when Han Solo's come, name comes up with Greedo, Greedo uh, is more than happy to try to take him down. He instantly yep. wants that. Yeah. Yeah. So Anytime, any chance he can get to get revenge, he will take it. By the way, I do want to throw it out. This is where they reference a ship called the Star Jammer. One of the ships sitting in this garage is called the Star Jammer. Ooh. And I knew immediately when I heard Star Jammer, I'm like, that's a thing because I knew there was a comic book of the same name. Oh. Yep. Oh, okay. These guys were working on on Star Jammer. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin J. Anderson, it was a thing that he was doing for Marvel. Nice. So, a little dropped in. Hey, so, you gotta have a little bit of fun. So we leave Six. on Chewie behind. We get to the teacher. Ooh, and so now we gotta learn how to be a bounty hunter. Yeah. yeah. Do you want the trainer or you just want the money? What's yeah. your choice, kid? Yeah. This is great manipulation. Yes. Like, hey, it I can give false. you the money. In fact, I'll give you a third of the money we just made. Here it is. Yep. Yeah. Or you can come train with me. Yeah, and and is... because he knows that this is all Greedo wants. Yeah. Greedo yes. wants the Manka Hunter. He wants to be a bounty hunter. Bring honor to his people in his yes. own name. This is a standard con man move where it's like, you know, yeah, you can have the 200 credits. You can, you know, and I'll train you and all that stuff. Or you could just, you, you know, you could take the thousands, but then, you know, you wouldn't have any training. And he you even tells any him, of our secrets. He tells him, I don't want you to ever see me again. Yeah. You mm-hmm. take the money, you're dead to me. Yeah. 
Yep. You know? See you again. You're I mean, gone. he's he's a he's mafia straight up. Yeah. But this it's Spurch Warhog Goa uh, who is doing this. He's drinking at the Meltdown Cafe a bottle of Tatooine yep. Sunburn, which I really like. That hey, it's probably spicy. <laughs> it is. I would I feel assume like that's not going to feel good going anywhere, yeah. down or out. It's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So in the end, Goa makes the claim, and I love it at the end. Just I've never seen. Any of their species good for anything. They are worthless. Right. I got all the money for this. Yep. This is going to be great. I think we should go into this. At this at this point, I mean, Goa is a character who disdains yes. Greedo's species. Like, yeah. we now see that he's yeah. a guy who is using Greedo and sees this all as a joke. At first, because we're going to find out that he's going to sell off Greedo at the end. But... but. Um, at this point, he just hates he just hates the species. Like this is a joke to him. Yeah, he's oh, there's fun. this little there's this little Rodian kid who wants to be a bounty hunter, big time bounty hunter. Ha ha ha! I'm just gonna string him along. This is fun. Yeah, to him, mm-hmm. he's just playing a game because he's bored. He's yeah. like, yeah, sure, yep. yeah. we'll do this. We'll have. We a don't have a lot going on right now. We're doing a lot of small time hits. Yeah, you know, not a big. We're just deal. drinking. Let's have, let's screw with the Rodian. <laughs> <laughs> so seven Vader. Ooh. I was excited seeing that. Seeing title. the Vader. Yeah, we don't Vader. really get yes. Vader. No, that's no, where but, the excitement left. Well, we get to see a little bit of the Imperials like preparing. Normally, we just see the Imperials be right. kind of buffoons. This yes. is, yeah. Unless they are Vader, they're kind of idiots. This brought mm-hmm. the threat back. Yes. Because we see Vader entering in system uh, in a Star Destroyer, and they send down uh, what two assault shuttles yep. to the... Um, Level 88. Level 88, which the is... Rebels have been keeping things in where also all of Greedo's family are and all that. Yeah. Right. Um, and what we find out is the Rebels see him coming down. And I love it because don't they call each other by weird call signs? Yes. Like, okay, Bantha Hunter and what... Stardog one, Dubek. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. all these. They have these back and forth. And so they pretty much take one out, one of the shuttles out in the air with like an RPG or something. Yeah. Yep. And then they bring Cannon, up... Yeah, they bring her down. And then the other one, they pretty much waste them in minutes as they exit off the other shuttle. Like, mm. this is not a fight. And so Greedo thinks it's pretty much over, right, yeah. at yep. this point, until I, mean, I don't know what this ship is that comes down. I have no idea what I, comes in. It says something like it looks like a crab, some sort basically of... Basically, it's a massive screw you, we're going to kill everything. <laughs> yeah, That is the gist of it, because yeah. I, I don't know what it is either. They don't really give a good... They don't give a name for us to like look up, anything like that, not that I could death see. Death engine is how Rito called it. Yeah, just a yeah. death engine. A death engine. engine. And, and Everything's that's, gone. That's what it is. It destroys everything on this level, and what's even more tragic is Greedo first evacuates thinking, well, my people are safe. They're just taking out the rebels, and then as he's flying out with like Diz and Goa, the whole sector collapses. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Like a layer cake. I, I have to ask, did you guys feel bad for Greedo? I did. Yeah. I, 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 I feel Greedo, the genius. I don't. Maybe I shouldn't say genius. But this story, I think, for me, paints an entirely different view of everything that happens in the cantina between yes. Han and, and Greedo. Yeah. And I love what it does. Like, exactly. like, like, I am really feeling for Greedo. This is a fantastic story so far. I'm like, oh, this poor kid. Like, he thinks he's great. He's just destroyed his entire clan. Yeah, he just wiped out the remainder of his clan that has been hunted for years. Right. He basically mm-hmm. brought him down. But he doesn't, yeah, and he, but he's and just ignorant of yeah. all of yes. this. 
He's a tragic character. Yes. So on to Moss Eisley because we find out that's where we got to go. They're going yep. to go to try to get jobs from Java. Yep. So All about there jobs was one, from Java. There was one spot in here where I wrote it down where they talk about how um, Gorm is back. Yes. This is the comment of, oh, you got to get all seven. Oh, he didn't do that. We should be worried. Nah, he's going after someone else. Her name is Zardra. She's another bounty hunter. What'd she do? She killed a hut. Yeah. Let me hear this. I want to know about this back character. Now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if we ever do. We, we, we so do a little bit. We, 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 we kind of do because I love it because what she does, right? She takes a thermal yep. detonator, shoves it down the hut's throat. Yeah. And they were wiping the goose off of the walls Still, for weeks. Because yes. it rolled on her. <laughs> that was why she got stuck because the hut walked through like her and another person's ambush. And it rolled on her, right. so mm-hmm. she was. So her only course of action is well, so, shoot. So here's the deal with this: Jodo Cost and Zardra. Um, Jodo Cost became incredibly popular, so he was a character they mm-hmm. wanted in the. Um, I might be getting this wrong, so people will correct me. Right. Uh, but in the West End games, right, the role-playing game for Star Wars, they wanted people very quickly to be able to play a a Boba Fett-like character. But didn't want oh. the powerful power level that Boba oh. Fett would naturally be at. So they made a you know a similar character named Jodo Cast. Uh, he became so popular that he entered a bunch of comic books from the '90s. In fact, uh, Twin Engines of Destruction is a huh. really great comic book about a fight up where Boba Fett pretty much shows up and is like, "Cast, I'm getting." Pissed because you're acting like me and people think you're me. And basically, I think he kills him in that one. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, they made an action figure out of him. Pretty big. And Zardra, I guess, maybe stays at that level. Uh, Tatooine Manhunt, I think, is the first like oh. thing that they okay. show up in. But pretty cool. Source book, comic book character kind of stuff. Again, this entire galaxy in the 90s is super incestuous in a way they're all everything's linked everything's but i love linked, it i but love it's all it. combined and it's all combined in a way that it seems like it makes sense it's all meaningful yes. when yeah. you're a 15 year old kid you are absorbing all of this you are getting neckbeard points up the yin yang because now you can you can put on uh, star wars and just pause it every two seconds and be like do you want to know the backstory to oh, that sir, character sir. yeah it uh it it all was paying off, and it all made me as a young nerd feel just powerful. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know why, but it made you feel powerful. Just accept it and move on. Um, so anyway, they go to meet with Jabba the Hutt to get these bounties. Um, There's right? a lot of bounty hunters. Yes, a oh, lot yeah. of them. Oh. Meanwhile, Han and Chewie walk in, uh, and Greedo oh, yeah. pays attention to they them. They make their appearance into the mos- into the canteen and just kind of pop their heads in, look around, and it's like, oh, well, time to leave. Yeah. It's not our area. Yeah, I kind of was out of... St- Step there, yeah. They're in the cantina first, waiting to go see Java. Han and Chewie show up, and and that preoccupies Greedo. And then on to the meeting with Java. So oh, chapter right. nine, Java. This is yeah, where we find out there's yeah. bounty hunters yep. everywhere. He's and handing out scrolls. We find out that unlike nowadays, we got fobs. Yeah, um, these were scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> scrolls of bounties. Yep, which and, is cool. Um, Goa makes more of his racist comments. In yes. front of Greedo now, and, even. Yeah. Greedo's like, I don't, huh, I don't maybe know he's making a joke. Greedo is, huh. yeah, okay. Greedo is just kind of putting up with a lot. Greedo, yeah. But no, Greedo but thinks know. that it's part of this like salty Hazy banter. Ritual like, like, ha, ha, oh, ha, okay. I'm a bounty nope. hunter. He just likes to drink and kind of joke with me. You know, yeah. kind of yeah, like what, how people say, like, if we didn't like you, we wouldn't joke about you. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> so. so these bounty scrolls give you exclusive rights. So Greedo like wants... The solo, get solo one. one. Yeah. And we kind of find out, uh, I, I don't know that they go into it enough, but 
Goa and Diz are like, I don't want to touch Solo uh, at all. Yeah. No. Like, no. We find out later he's axed four other ones that have come after him. Yeah. yeah. So he's like really dangerous. And this is where, and I, okay, so we all know how this ends, where Diz and Goa, Goa especially, betrays Greedo yeah. to other Rodians. I don't think he's knows about that yet. I think this is just a way of him getting rid of Greedo. Like, maybe the I, end of the game. Like, ha, 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 he's no, going out I think, there. I think he knows because in the bar, in ca- the cantina where they first saw uh, Solo and and uh, Chewie, he was talking to two other... Oh, is that where Rodians? he first yeah, talks to the Rodians? that's where he was talking okay. to the Rodians. Because I know he does later. Because that's, that's what distracted... Uh, Greedo is like he looked off at Solo. Well, he, uh, yeah. and so he wasn't paying attention to what he was talking to the gr- other yeah, Rodians he wasn't about. Trying to pay attention. Right. Or is that where he like does that. the quick like sucker finger? Th- like they do a thing where yeah. they, their handshake is like touching suckers Not together. Yet. Not no, yet. that's coming up. That's coming. Because Greedo doesn't trust them yet. That, right. That's yep. near the end after they mm-hmm. do some brief introductions. So yeah. Greedo has the contract, the bony, and as they leave. The spot I wrote it down in my notes because I wanted to make sure. Dace bone arm yep. and an IG uh, droid. Okay, we got assassin yeah. droids again. It's very cool. I love assassin. And now droids. that we know I just what like they the can name do, Dace bone arm. <laughs> I kind of like Dace this. bone arm. <laughs> do you have a bone for yeah. your arm? No. Yeah, I just have. You're to totally see it too. totally right, Paul. Because now I didn't read far enough in my notes. It does say, yeah, that as they're kind of leaving, yeah. the Rodians he was talking to gives them this hand sign yeah. of respect. And great Greedo and his poor little mind is like they're like, there goes Greedo the hunter. Yeah, like, yeah. He like oh, the bony hunter. Hey, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. He Ten. He's finally, in. Solo. I'm excited about this because obviously Greedo shows up um, in uh, a New Hope. Yep. Solo knows who he is. He's like, yeah, yeah. Greedo. Oh, oh, hey, Greedo. Yeah, so they've had again. to have met before, so how's that going to go down? Now so we see. we find out that backstory. Greedo finds Han and Chewie working uh, the sand out of the Falcon's power couplings. <laughs> Which is Good. too bad. What is, up with, what is up with the Falcon and power couplings? They I feel like it's a fuel pump. Problems. It's like power a fuel couplings? pump on an old truck. Like, I'm saying power <laughs> couplings or converters or would always go on those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So Han gives this whole line because he's like, give me the money. Like he shows up, he's got the gun. Yeah. Job is after you. I've got a bounty out on you. Give me the money. And... Han gives him just the most worthless line about, well, I got the money, but it's like in a briefcase bolted in the Falcon. I can't get to it right now. Just give me a day. It'll be fine. And Greedo, showing how, how what a novice yeah. Greedo oh, is. Okay. Greedo buys it all. Okay, I'll come back tomorrow. At breakfast. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes more oh, attention Greedo. to that line of where Han's sitting at the... Uh, in the movie where he's yeah. sitting at the table and I don't have it with me right now and I'm just sitting Han in his mind going I told him this yesterday I don't have <laughs> yeah. it like this Why are you still here These are, he knows that he can yeah. play Greedo like a Phil Greedo's yeah, an yeah. idiot right mm-hmm. um, and so yeah then we do we have this he comes back at breakfast right is this the chapter uh, that almost happens? well he goes back and go uh, he talks to go and goes go yep, I'm gonna get it at breakfast <laughs> you Idiot! He's just stalling you. <laughs> now it's open well, season on Solo. It's open no, bounty, dead or alive. They have to go back to Jabba and admit yes, that, that I didn't did get it wrong. Convince Jabba to make it a dead or alive mm. comment or, yeah. or uh, contract. contract. Otherwise, no. he's screwed and he's dead. Right, They're both mm. dead in reality. Right, um, and I. I end up loving this because then when they go back and this is where Han and Chewie are just sitting in this outdoor diner, which is just great on Tatooine. Them just sitting there yep. having breakfast. 
And Greedo comes up and Han just removes the pistol's power pack. Like like Chewie comes up behind him and like yep. puts him basically in a full Nelson. That's <laughs> yeah. what I see it. Han grabs the blaster, just pops out the power pack, and I think Greedo passes out. Like this is why I think it was like a full headlock, because Greedo just it talks about him flopping mm-hmm. down onto the table yep. or something. Greedo's just kind of a wimp now. I've, I'm oh, feeling, I feel bad for I'm him. He doesn't know what bad. he's doing. No. Why are you feeling less bad? Because He's in over his head and he doesn't Way. know it. And he's being manipulated on the other end by Goa now because we find kind Diz is kind of checking out. He's left, yeah. Diz has left yeah, with Dengar and stuff yeah. to go chase down another bounty. So Goa's just screwing around on Tatooine with him. Yeah, I don't know. I feel he's just kind of being an idiot. And he doesn't know that, though. He thinks he's doing the right I, I, thing. I know. I, know. I, feel, I just I, I feel should bad feel for bad for him, but I don't feel as Imagine bad as this, when his, Paul. His, his entire You're playing a game died. of D&D with someone, and there's someone next to you in your party, and they don't know what they're doing, but they think they're doing the right thing. That would be me. Uh, and if then I were they, to ever play char- with you. Then they charge <laughs> forward without knowing the repercussions of them charging forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they get three uh, three spears in, and the, in the stomach. And they get three spears in the stomach right off the bat. <laughs> okay, yeah. In session one. Okay. Do you feel bad for that person right off the bat? Of, oh. No. Well, I want to okay. move the story along. I'm going to go here. Well, you're dead. Oh. No, not anymore because I know. No, not I, anymore. <laughs> no, it flashed back to that first time we played. Yeah. You would have felt bad. Okay, I, I feel like feel I need to. Or, for uh, example, For Luke, the listener's Uncle sake, Club. is this a s- story Sir, that um, actually happened? Uncle Club nearly died in the first In the first campaign because he just decided to be stubborn and go forward. On his own. On his own. Spears to the chest and almost died. Yeah. Luke almost died the first time by that getting hit by a boat. boat. <laughs> That's what happens when you're a level one In the lizard. ship, yes. Anyway, sorry, but no, you feel yeah. bad for that person. Glass cannons. Yeah. When they're okay. figuring out what they're doing, you feel bad if they okay. make these mistakes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. All but right. then we get to the cantina and the we're can- up for the movie. Because now it's dead or alive. He yes. can take him dead or alive. Yeah. And this is the scene, yeah, right out of the movie. Jizz is playing in the background. <laughs> Everything's good to go. <laughs> the cantina swells with the sound of jizz. And Goa, but we but there's a little bit before it. Goa was in the cantina, yes. but we don't see Goa in the cantina, I don't think so. Goa's going to end up leaving uh, before this all goes down, uh, or at least it's, he's off camera. He just yes. watches. I think Goa's this off is camera. Where he's just watching off camera. Yeah. Where it's or just Diz is off with Forlom and yeah. Zuckus. Yeah. Diz is gone. Diz is gone. Yeah. Diz is disappeared. Rich contract. Yep. We get this, the, the point of view from uh, Greedo as Obi-Wan takes out Ponda Baba's arm with the lightsaber. Yep. Ponda Baba. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. I like that name. Um, and then those two Rodians, we get a name. They're Thuku and Nish, and they wish yep. him luck on this whole deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the only part that I thought was kind of not in line, although it did make me feel bad. But as Greedo slides out of the booth and he starts making his way towards Solo, he gets this vision of his mother. Now, this has happened once before. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. he... So I don't know if this is supposed to be supernatural or if this is just his subconscious. I don't know. Going, but, stop! But his his mother appears to him and says kind of like, you're coming home soon or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that, right? And then we end up with this famous Greedo scene where Han shoots first and yep. <laughs> it word for word, they're pretty much it is pretty much the exact same everything thing is now, I saw a little thing where this is the book that says that he comes up and says Gito whatever. 
Yanja Kul, I, I don't know. Whatever. I the first do solo? Yeah, whatever he says, the whatever solo, that that has been retconned because I guess something else says that he says. Oh, so, I, oh um, I know. I know because I think this book says that he speaks only Rodian. Oh. And he was speaking Hatties oh. when he comes up oh. because Hatties was actually an indigenous, like I think, Ecuadorian or Amazonian language, a native oh. tribe oh. language that they they actually used. Um, oh. Yeah. So yeah, there's been retconning as to what he says there. So I guess what's in this book is not correct phonetically, mm-hmm. but whatever. Anyway, but, but <laughs> I like Goa is sitting there at across, and he watches as Solo takes it out under the table and just aiming and eh, poor kid. Yep. Boom. Boom. Gone. Oh. And then he turns over to the other bounty hunters who he's just been talking with. Right. Which I need to go look look at that scene because you see those Rodians. The other Rodians are, Mm. I think, in that scene. So, really? or at least one other one is. It might be. It might, yeah, I might need to go. I've seen it a hundred million times, but maybe I'm just putting things in there. I know what Bob's watching on the compound tonight <laughs> with the kids. I got By the way, kids watching Mandalorian, love it. But okay, that was neither <laughs> here nor there. Uh, but what we find out, we've already referenced it. Goa made a deal with those two Rodians because they are part of the clan that wants to wipe out. Greedo's yeah. clan. Yep. And Greedo was the last of that clan. Yeah. Yep. And so the, they've been hunting him down, they found him, and and they wiped him out. The clan is finally dead. Yep. Mostly because of Greedo. Right. I yeah. hate to say it, but it is mostly his fault. <laughs> it is all yes, his fault. Yes, it is. Thinking he, he was a great bounty hunter. Yeah. Well, he was. He reaped an, a giant bounty on his own people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like he paid the bounty in full. He took out his entire <laughs> He really clan. did, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And but, he did, but oof, it's not ouch. the way you want to become not a great at bounty all. hunter. So. No. So no. we so have reached the end of this, uh, this tale. We're going to be deeper delving Hammer Tong by Zahn next. Yeah. So stick around. Uh, well, those will be coming out. But uh, what is your thoughts right now on on this story of Greedo? I always love these short little stories. I won't deny it. it it's such an easy read. Right. There's not much to not like about it. You right. know, you really have to screw up a book. So what do you to, what do you what did it do for you in terms of it, like did it change your perception of the scene of Greedo? Do you like the character more? Not it made as much? me feel for Greedo. Normally, you just kind of thought of him as that guy that okay, he, he's building Han Solo. He dies and you know whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. It made you feel a little bit for him. I stopped feeling as sorry for him almost to the very end, but then near the end, I was like, okay, I'll feel bad again for him. You guys convinced me to bring it back and say, <laughs> okay, yes, it's a little bit worse than what I originally thought. Yeah, but, right. I don't know. It's it's a good little story. Once again, all of these small stories so far have been great for me. Right. So, Neil, what about you? See, like you said, it sympathizes Greedo. Yeah. And one of the things that it calls back, as I've said earlier, was the Western idea. For There's sure, a. Yes. It's not such a great Western. I don't know if either of you have seen it. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio. It's called Quick and the Dead. Oh, it's got Gene I'm, Hackman. Um, Sharon Stone is in it. Oh, okay. Russell Crowe. But anyway... You've got DiCaprio's character. This is when he's super young still. Yeah. So he's the cocky gunslinger. And then he gets, dies in the end of it. So this is kind of like Greedo. Yeah, I got all this. I'm so good to go. I'm so okay. good to... And you're dead. It's that Western trope of the one who thinks, I'm going to take all these people down. Right. Yeah. He's not. So it adds that element back into the story. Yeah. Which I enjoy. And you feel bad for Greedo in this case because yeah. he's too naive. His clan has been so isolated all the time. They had nothing. 
Ah, poor Moana. Uh, (laughs) Different version. (laughs) Yeah, this adds so much depth and so many layers now to that scene. Uh, Again, if you take this as being your your personal canon, it's not canon anymore. It's legends. It's for me. For me, it always will be. Uh, Yeah, for me, it's my personal canon. Uh, To me, that now you watch that scene, and we'll see as we go through this whole the whole most tales from Mos Eisley Cantina. Man, it adds that for just a couple minute long scene, it'll mm-hmm. all of a sudden completely change where you'll be like, I know what's going on there. I know what that person's thinking. I know what that alien's doing. Yeah. Uh, it, it It is unnecessary. It is um, nerd love of, a, of something taken to its <laughs> god-awful extremist. Like this, this is something that you would never share with a significant other until after you're married. Yeah, <laughs> you, mean, you mean that's that shouldn't be like my opening yeah. line on a date? Yeah, is, yeah I'm yeah. reading uh, like, Tales from Us as they can't. If you were an uber um, Star Wars nerd, this is the yes. kind of stuff that you just oh, it is it is just a trip to Dairy Queen, and you're gonna you're gonna do a Queen version. What is the where they put the hot fudge inside of your Blizzard? I have no idea what you're talking. I don't about. Know. You can you can pay extra to have them put a, a giant core of hot fudge in. It's a thing. Sounds fantastic. I didn't yeah. know that existed. Yeah, it's on their billboard, whatever. But it's oh. a, it's like something like Queen Me. I don't know what they call it, but <laughs> that is that is what this is like. Like Star Wars was already a fantastic turtle truffle blizzard, and Ooh. this is just a giant core of hot fudge in the middle nice. that is going to make most people sick. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're a Star That's a good way Wars. To look unless at these unless tales, yeah. you are like me, who this is just like, mm, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> I I really story like three. This. Yes. <laughs> uh, but hey, like I said, the main show uh, we are we are tackling. The uh, Jedi Academy Trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson. Lots to talk about there. Uh, This was coming off the heels, hot off the heels of that one, because we have recorded these kind of actually way out in advance. We're we're ahead on Tales, because I know what you're thinking. Hey, they only turned out Tales, like two of them, for Dragonlance. Um, And maybe, well, that was just a problem. (laughs) And we'll come back to them at some point. Eventually. But... we uh, we've got a lot of tales in the bag. Actually, we're we'll be good. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we yeah. will be getting through the tales. Stick the tales first. The Star Wars tales will be. Uh, so for sure, solid. we've got uh, next time. What do we got? We got Hammer Tong. The tale of the Tonica sisters. sisters. I can't wait until we get into this because the Tonica sister. The Tonica sisters are the action figures every nerd wants, and you can only get them bootlegged because of the most. Re- Ridiculous reason ever. We will we will talk, talk about, about it next it. time. Uh, so the Tonica Sisters is great, and the next one we will play it again. Figurin Dan, the tale of Muftak and Cain. So we'll find out what the the little bat creature who comes up to the bar and kind of asks for a drink. We'll find out what his deal is. That's little Cain. We'll find I, out what I little Cain is. I love just this. Sidecraft. <laughs> the amount of just random. The unnecessary. Yeah, it's entirely unnecessary, but it's, but it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will see you the next time for the next deeper delve a tales from the Mos Eisley Cantina. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons and Dweebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, DungeonsandDweebs.com. 
we would love to hear from you. You can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at dungeonsanddweebs.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert media production. Copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the expressed written permission of Tim Gilbert Media.